Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Time now for the Victory Formation Sports Show, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 8150-939. Now, here's your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr. And welcome in, everybody. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Jeff Lightsey Jr., and this is the Victory Formation Sports Show. Yes, the same Jeff Lightsey Jr., the same show that you love, just going by a different name. We are the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Oh, I have missed you guys because I got some crow I got to eat. Pause. And all of the things that have happened over the last week, boy, it feels like a lifetime a week ago as we're getting ready to kick off for the ACC championship game later today. Most of you guys are probably listening to me from down there in Charlotte, and I'm jealous because I'm back here in the cold city of Louisville. But it's all good, though, because I will be rooting for the cards from the comfort of my own home. Nonetheless, you guys are down there in Charlotte. We're back here in Louisville. But before we talk about the ACC championship game, before we talk about the Louisville Cardinals basketball team, before we talk about, you know, the coach of the year and the D'Angelo Russell versus Ray John Rondo. Yeah, I'm like, what? What is going on? All of that. Before we get into any of that, I have to, I have to, I have to recap what the heck happened last week in the city of Louisville when the Louisville Cardinals took on UK. You guys know I was on here pregame. I was hyping the crowd. We did a two-hour pregame show. I was joined by Gerard Holloman, who was in the building. I was joined by my good friend from college all the way back our WKU days, Mr. Dominique Yates of WLKY. And we was having a jolly old time. We was chopping it up. We was laughing. I was getting the crowd turned. We were all having a good time. And then my boys got out there. Our boys got out there. Our men. I mean, I'm sorry. I apologize, young men. Our young men got out there and they started off looking good. They started off looking real good. It was 17 to 7 at one point, And then something happened. Something happened that I just didn't account for. And that I just didn't think would take place. That I just didn't see come or coming. That Kentucky came back and defeated us that Kentucky came back and won that game and for the fifth time in the row in a row won the Governor's Cup. They did it with Ray Davis only rushing for 76 yards. They did it. Am I reading that right? Make sure I read that. Yeah. Ray Davis only rushing for 76 yards. They did it with Devin Leary only completing 11 or 12 passes. They did it. With Leary even throwing us an interception, but Leary only completed 12 passes. Three of them were for touchdowns. Ray Davis only rushed for 76 yards, but one of them was a backbreaking 30, what, 38, 39 yard, almost a 40 yard run for a touchdown. And they did it with the 101 yard kickoff return. They did it because we had two fumbles. They did it. Because we had a late interception. They did it because we gave up that kick return touchdown. And I got to eat crow. You know, I a lot of I heard you guys and I know this is kind of old news and I'm, I'm only touch on it for a little bit, but I, I haven't talked to you since the game. It's plain and simple. It wasn't that Louisville didn't come to play. No, they came to play. They had a 10 point lead multiple times throughout the game. They just lost their way. The defense started allowing plays to be made. 
Chris Bell, oh Lord, don't get me started on Chris. Chris Bell just was running way too hot. I tweeted it during the game. I was there live. Chris Bell let his emotions overtake him. And I heard Garrett McGee talk about that. Chris Bell, I thought, was going to get kicked out of the game from the jump. Chris Bell threw a punch that connected. And I was like, oh, they about to toss him out. They gave him a penalty, but they, they left him in the game. And Louisville just didn't execute. The coaching staff didn't execute the way they should have. The defense didn't execute the way they should have. They had their worst tackling game of the year. And you're not going to win too many games when you fumble the ball twice and you throw an interception and you give up a kick return and you have bad, stupid penalties when Kentucky, ironically, doesn't commit any penalties. So it's unfortunate. It's sad. The governor's cut for a fifth year in a row went back to Lexington. It makes me sick. It makes my stomach hurt. Uh, my cousin, who was a, a, a UK grad, was was having the time of his life because all of them went into that game thinking they were going to lose, guys. Like even their beat writers, my guys that I got to talk to from the Sea of Blue, the KSR guys, all of them thought they were going. James Strebel, they all thought they were going to lose. They all did, especially when Louisville went up seventeen to seven because they just didn't see Kentucky scoring more than seventeen points. And somehow, some way, we allowed that to happen. But nonetheless. Uh, the beautiful thing about that game, the beautiful thing that comes from that game is one, our coach was pissed. He was beyond angry. That hurt him. He was sick. He felt that. He felt just like how you felt, just like how I felt, just like how we all felt. We all felt that. And he was angry. But the best thing to be able to do after taking a bad loss, especially to an inferior team, especially to a team you feel like you shouldn't have lost to, especially to a team that is your rival in front of your home fans, is the fact that you get to play the next week for something that matters a lot. And that, my friends, brings me to Charlotte, to the ACC championship game. The Louisville Cardinals will take on the undefeated Florida State Seminoles tonight. What, 8 o'clock? 8 p.m. Eastern in Charlotte for the ACC championship game. Florida State, depending on what ranking you go by, I think they're right outside the college football. Well, they number four in the college football playoff. Regardless, they win and they're in, I think. I think if they win, they are in no matter what. You can't leave a 13-0 conference champion out of the college football playoff. That's not going to happen. But who can play spoiler? None other than the Louisville Cardinals coached by Jeff Brom. Now, before I get into breaking down the game and what I think is going to happen and some of the cool stuff, first of all, earlier this week, I think it was announced on what Thursday, Thursday was announced that Mike Norvell of Florida state was named ACC coach of the year. And I I'm on X heavy, AKA Twitter. I'm on there. Very, very heavy. I'm on there a lot. I see the tweets. I put out a lot of tweets myself. I'm I'm interacting with people because y'all interact with me. And and so we, we all have a good time on the X as Jim Rome would call it. But I saw what you guys were saying. You guys were actually upset that Mike Norvell, who is 12 and 0, by the way, won ACC coach of the year. That to me, was pretty strange because who did y'all think was going to win? <laughs> like, who did y'all think? Ain't no way. Come on, bro. Okay, come on, y'all. It's just me and y'all. It's just it's just Jeff and y'all. Did you really think that they was going to give it to anybody else? Like, did you really think that they were going to give coach of the year of their conference when they have an undefeated you know, regular season conference champ, number one seed, a, a team that could end up if they beat us in the college football playoff. Did y'all think they were going to give the coach of the year to anybody else? Come on, y'all. Like, let's be real. Mike Norville deserved it. <laughs> like he did, He's undefeated. And some of y'all say, well, his team wasn't too bad. They won 10, 11 games last year. So what? <laughs> they weren't undefeated. And who came in second? Jeff Brom came in second. You thought? Come on. You really thought that they were going to give coach of the year to Jeff Brom, who lost to a three win Pittsburgh team and a pretty, pretty super mid, not Za, not pressure, not not some heat, a super mid Kentucky team at home. Come on, y'all. Come on, man. Come on. We're smarter than that, guys. We are smarter than that. 
So, you know, Mike Norville won it. But it don't matter. You know, coach of the year, don't don't strap it up and fight in between the white lines. That's what the players get to do. And that's what we're going to see tonight in Charlotte. Some of you guys live and direct, right in person. This is a very winnable game, guys. And even Vegas thinks that. The spread last I saw it was, what, two and a half, two points, something like that. This is a very winnable game for multiple reasons. One, we got a coach that we like to call Big Game Big Game Jeff, Big Game Brom. And he loves these type of matchups. He thrives in these type of matchups. When Duke came into LNN Stadium as a ranked team or as a really good team in the ACC, so good that their coach was able to get picked up by Texas A&M, even though A&M really wanted Stoops, by the way, which is weird. Nonetheless, handled them. Mm-mm-mm. Easy work. Get up out the paint. Notre Dame came into LNN Cardinal Stadium as a ranked team. Mm-mm-mm. Easy work. Get up out the paint. Now, 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 now. This game isn't at LNN Stadium. This game is down there where the Panthers play in David Tepper, David Tepper's home. <laughs> the house that Cam Newton built. Nonetheless, the team has been traditionally has been different on the road as opposed to at home. I am not denying that. And this game, I think, will depend heavily on what version of two things that you get. Which what version of Jack Plummer do you get? And what version of this defense do you get? Because in this game, you won't be able to hide Jack Plummer and you won't be able to hide this defense. What do you mean by that, Jeff? Well, in order to win this game, unlike some of those early season road games where you were able to hide Jack Plummer and rely heavily on the run game, and he didn't have to be a playmaker. Florida State's too good for that. Florida State's not 12-0 and because they allowed a bunch of game managers to beat them. Heck, they didn't allow anyone to beat them, including the guy who I think is going to win the Heisman, Jaden Daniel. Uh, Jaden McDaniel. Is I saying his name right? Jaden McDaniels? They, they took care of him. They took care of LSU 45-24. to Now he hadn't become what he is now. But him and Malik Neighbors were still on that field that day in Orlando, and Florida State beat them 45 to 24. Now he made some plays, but he wasn't that what he's been since then in an SEC schedule. So that defense can make plays. I also say you cannot hide your defense, who has failed you over the last few weeks. This is not the same defense that played against Duke. This is, has not been the same defense that showed up and played against Notre Dame. Those are your two biggest wins. But against Miami, against Virginia Tech, and most recently against Kentucky, this defense has had some of its worst performances of the year. Now, you guys can say, oh, well, what about Pittsburgh? No, Pittsburgh is pretty bad. Pittsburgh was bad. But even at the end of the day, Pittsburgh, I feel like it was a combination of a lot of bad things. It was nasty weather, which the weather could be bad down there in in, in Charlotte. A combination of crazy things. And that's not to say those same combinations can't take place tonight. But regardless, you will not be able to hide neither Jack Plummer nor that defense. I think turnovers dictate. Now, turnovers dictate almost every game, but turnovers will be big in this game. Because we've seen that Jack Plummer has been prone to turn the ball over. And we've seen that Jack Plummer has been prone to turn the ball over, especially on the road. Can you create turnovers with Rodemaker, the backup quarterback for Florida State? Can you put him in uncomfortable situations? Can Ashton Delotti wreck the game? Can Ramon Purrier wreck the game? Can those guys wreck the game? Or will Florida State be able to run the ball like Miami was, like Kentucky was at the end of the game, like Virginia had some uh, success doing at different parts of that game? Because if Florida State can run the ball, this is going to be a long day, guys. Mark Fletcher had a great game against us. The Miami running back, Ray Davis, busted a big one at the end, pause, against us. Virginia's quarterback looked like a baby Johnny Menzel against us. Now, Rodemaker's not that type of athlete, but Trey Benson is. Rodemaker's not that type of playmaker, 
but Keon Coleman is. This is an All-American type kid. Rodemaker can't do all the great things that Jordan Travis can, but Johnny Wilson is still there, the six seven wide receiver. You know, the guy that torched you last year for some odd reason. They, they wouldn't change how they were covering him. They wouldn't change how they would guard him. They wouldn't change the different coverages or blitz packages or anything. And Johnny Wilson killed us last year. Well, now he's the second best receiver on that team. The best receiver is Keon Coleman. So if that defense is the one we saw against UK, it could be a very long day. It could end up being a very long and disappointing day for the Cardinals. But the thing that I believe is that it won't be. I believe that they figured some things out. And you want to know why I say that? It's because our coach was mad after that Kentucky game. Our coach was angry, like visibly angry after that Kentucky game. And one of the things that he did, he specifically called out coaches. If you're going to give coaches praise, which he has done all year, he has given the coaches the utmost praise. He's obviously given his players praise, but he has given given those coaches the utmost praise for the job that they have been able to do. This is a 10-win football team because, one, they have great players, but, two, they also have really, really great coaches. And he has shown that gratitude for his staff throughout the duration of this season. But when they don't perform up and live up to their expectations, just like you chew out a player on the field in the moment, in that post-game press conference at the Kentucky, he chewed out those coaches. He chewed them out in the most re- uh, respectful, professional manner. But they got a lashing in front of the whole world because press conferences are seen by everybody. And they got a audio lashing. <laughs> and guess what? I wouldn't want it any other way. If you're going to call out a player and you're going to say a player isn't playing up and living up to his expectations to what he was brought to that university to do, then you must do hold the coaches to the same type of accountability. This is the problem that we see on the basketball court, and we're going to get to them later. But if you go dig in, and I've seen Coach Brom dig into a player on the sideline, you're going to dig into a player, you got to hold yourself first responsible, and then also hold those coaches, offense coordinators, defense coordinators, defensive coaches, linebackers coaches, secondary coaches, whoever. You got to do it. And our coach has. And I love all of it. I love it all. I love it all. It is a breath of fresh air to know the true feelings of your coaches. Now, for the most part, Brom gives us pretty much the most professional coach speak manner every single time but that Kentucky game I think brought something out of him that that we I just hadn't seen yet and I hope that that carries over into this game against Florida State that this team is the more prepared team this team is the more hungry team this team is the team that wants to go get it because this Florida State team is playing for a lot Louisville's playing for a lot too now hold on now I ain't gonna get it twisted but this Florida State team is playing for a playoff spot you know something they've never done before now we playing for something we ain't never done before neither now hold on you know an ACC championship game is first time we have been there so it means we ain't never won one if we ain't never been there before but at the same time I love to play spoiler Who wants to be the Grinch that stole Christmas? I do. Sign me up for that because I need to steal the Grinch that stole Florida State's playoff spot. Do the committee a favor (laughs) and prevent Florida State from going with their backup quarterback to the college football playoff. Bet. We got you. (laughs) We got you. We got you. This game can do a multitude of things for Louisville. One, it can really put you on the map nationally. Now, Louisville is not just an unknown program. We have a Heisman Trophy winner. We've won BCS games before. You know, we've we've done some cool things. We've had 10-win seasons in the past. We've had uh, Jeff Brom, I think, is a known coach, right? But at the same time, the national media doesn't respect Louisville. Come on, Louisville lost to a three-win Pittsburgh team in the bottom of the barrel or mid-pack SEC team in Kentucky. That doesn't get you national respect. What can do a little more into getting you national respect is beating a team people really do respect, and that's Florida State. 
Now, they don't respect him as much anymore now that Jordan Travis's career is over with. But Florida State is Florida State now. Florida State, I don't think the national media really cares for Mike Norvell. But Florida State names still hold weight. Florida State got Hall of Famers. Florida State is Florida State. (laughs) We know Jimbo got fired, but he was there. Bobby Bowden, you know, he was there. It's Florida State now. Louisville, see, Louisville don't have that kind of cachet. This is a chance for you to inch a little closer, to say, hey, 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 guys. The ACC just ain't up to Florida State and Clemson and hoping that Miami gets better and whatever, you know, uh, Whatever is it, Mac Brown's doing at North Carolina? No, 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 no. The ACC now has Jeff Brom and the Louisville Cardinals to deal with moving forward. See, it's a chance for you to do that. It's a chance for you to say, hey, hey, we ain't no soup sandwich. And this ain't going to be no one-off version of an ACC champion like what Pittsburgh did a couple of years ago with Kenny Pickett. Nah, this ain't no Kenny Pickett Pittsburgh. This ain't no Jordan Addison Pitt. This is Jeff Brom in Louisville. This is Jeff Brom in Louisville that beat Notre Dame. This is Jeff Brom in Louisville that can go to Charlotte and beat Florida State in an ACC championship game. See, this ain't no Pittsburgh versus Wake Forest type ACC championship game. And I'm not saying it's going to completely make them 100% respect you because Jordan Travis isn't there. <laughs> but that ain't our fault. <laughs> that ain't our fault. That unfortunate that Jordan Travis, who is a former Cardinal, by the way, Suffered a career-ending injury. Well, a season-ending injury. He, he's just in his sixth year. He's <gasps> completely exhausted his college eligibility. That ain't our fault. At the same time, this can do a little more by, one, punching your ticket to the Orange Bowl, where you'll see either an Alabama or Ohio State or some someone along those lines. Two, get you a win over a top-five team in the country. Another feather in the Brom cap. And three... Let the world know, hey, this is year one of Brom, and this is how we coming. This is year one, gang. This is like this is like the worst version or one of the worst versions of a Jeff Brom Louisville team that you're going to see for a long time. Because you got to remember, our starting quarterback, you know, and this is no disrespect to him, but he is who he is, is a quarterback that got benched by Jeff Brom before. This is not the complete version of his offense. This is not the complete version of his football team. So keep all of that in mind with what can take place in Charlotte tonight. I also want to point out that soak in the moment, guys. As I just stated, I believe that this is going to be one of the worst versions of, of Jeff Brom football teams here in Louisville for a long time. I wholeheartedly believe that. I also don't want to act like going to the ACC championship game and winning 10 games in year one isn't a big deal. Because as I just spoke about, Florida State being this national brand and Florida State being a team that people, at least when Jordan Travis is around, really respected, but people do still somewhat respect. This is even their first time back in the ACC championship game in 10 years. Pittsburgh and Wake Forest have been to the ACC championship game more recently than Georgia, than uh, Florida State. My bad. I might have said Georgia Tech earlier than Florida State. So soak in the moment. Breathe the air. Touch the grass. Really live in it. Eat all of this up. Pause. But also have fun. Be loose. Be relaxed. Don't be too tight. Because I think we're going down to Charlotte to get a win. We are going down to Charlotte to get a win. We got to take a break. We got some bills to pay. But when we come back, ooh, things are getting spicy on the Twitter sphere as the transfer portal opens up on Monday. Yes, you heard it right. The transfer portal opens up on Monday, and there's already some big-time names that are not only in the portal, but some guys being connected to the University of Louisville. We've got to talk about it. You're listening to the Victor Formation Sports Show, hosted by Jeff Lightsey Jr., right here on 93.9 The Ville. We'll be right back after the break. The deep three. Feeling it, shoots it, and got it! Oh, my! The throwdowns. On the attack, and it's up! And The thrilling victories. Everybody's getting a little fun. What a night at the KFC. 
Hits the Yum Center. Catch UofL healthcare coverage of Cardinals basketball. Throws back door. Long dunk. On the Louisville Cardinals Sports Network from Learfield. Yeah. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. You can give it to your girl, or share it with a squirrel. Buy a case, a party face. LA, the soft drink of tomorrow. LA, a new kind of day. LA, the soft drink of tomorrow. LA, it's from another day. Crisp, clean, LA. Hey, Cards fans, get your rails up. Liquor Barn is here for your game watch party as the Cards travel to Charlotte to take on the Florida State Seminoles and the ACC Championship. Louisville's looking to put a trophy in its case versus FSU, but they'll need a great game plan to get through that tough defense from the Knowles. For fans, there's no better game plan for Saturday than when you stock up with Liquor Barn. Place an order for pickup or delivery. Download the Liquor Barn at visitliquorbarn.com or just call your local Liquor Barn store. Shop Kentucky's favorite spirits, wine, and beer store online, and you'll have more time for the Cards. Liquor Barn. Kentucky, let's go. Celebrate life. Go Cards! Beat Florida State! It all... Pressure sacked! Comes down. Guns it down the middle. Up in the air. Intercepted! To this... Garendo! Touchdown Cardinals! It's the ACC Championship game. They pressure they dump him inside the 15-yard line! Join us Saturday. The Cards battle the Knowles in Charlotte. The Alex R. White Lawyers coverage of Cardinal football begins at 6.30 on your home for Louisville football. Here's what you missed on the drive with Mark Ennis. I think they are invested in it and have the right people in charge that as long as Jeff's here, I would say like over a 10-year period, I think they can make a 12-team playoff twice. Does that seem reasonable? It does. It does. And as far as expectations, that's what you want. Your expectations should exceed even what the fan base wants. Seeing what Coach Brom has brought, like he wants that. Weekdays, 3-6 to six on 93.9 The Ville. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Victory Formation Sports Show. I am your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Don't forget you can hit the UPS Jobs text line, the UPS Jobs text line if you want to get in here, 3831-939. It's 3831-939. Now, before we went to break, I did what we call in the business a tease because I was teasing to the fact that on Monday, the transfer portal opens up for collegiate athletes that play football or foosball, as Bobby Boucher would say. And is the transfer portal already popping is jumping out the gym like crazy already. The transfer portal is popping. Already some big, big, big time names in the transfer portal. Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke, Oregon State quarterback DJU. Uh, Some names that are familiar to the University of Louisville, like Christian Fitzpatrick, who is now at Michigan State, has entered the portal as a grad transfer. Just so, so, so many names that hit the portal. And we've seen guys already put out there that they've received an offer from the Louisville Cardinals. It has been amazing to watch. I literally like just look at the portal every single day and see that there's names that's just like, wow. All of these collegiate athletes are trying to change destinations. Now, of course, some of the guys that hit the portal will end up back at their old school, but not most of them. (laughs) Most of them moving on. Now, there are some things that I want to say. 
because, you know, I'm not really a big sources type person. I'm not someone who has a bunch of sources. I'm not Adam Schefter. I'm not uh, Sham Sharanya. I'm not Adrian Wojnarowski. Hell, I'm not even guys like Mark Blankenbaker and Drew Dean or those guys are way more connected to the University of Louisville program. Jody Dimbling and guys like that, that than me. But when Tyler Van Dyke hit the portal this week, you know, I, I, I'm not an insider, right? Like, I don't know everything, but a few folks do like to talk to me occasionally. I'm building a name uh, a little bit in this media landscape in the city of Louisville. And then sometimes in doing that, you get to run across some people that know more information than you. And sometimes you run across people that like to tell you information, even when you don't ask. And sometimes they like to spill the beans on some things. Now, I can't spill the beans completely on everything. Just know that beforehand, I was told, keep an eye on Tyler Van Dyke. I was like, okay. <laughs> that was it. Like, I was told that, like, after the Kentucky game. Like, that, that soon. It's like, keep an eye on Tyler Van Dyke. It's like, okay. So... Tyler Van Dyke earlier this week announces he's going to hit the transfer portal. And exactly what I was told, keep an eye on Tyler Van Dyke. I tweeted that. I said, keep an eye on this guy. That's all I'm going to say. And people had mixed reactions. Some people were excited. Some people think Tyler Van Dyke can be saved. Some people think Tyler Van Dyke is damaged goods, et cetera, et cetera. The, the emotions ranged from yay to no, you know, I just said, keep an eye on for, out for this guy. That's all. That's all I said. And people, you know, had, a, I mean, that was seen what 60,000 times. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. <laughs> you know, a few folks like to interact with my Twitter. My Twitter is at JLIGHT7, by the way, at J L I G H T S Y, the number seven, by the way. And I said that, and people were like, oh man, you know, some people didn't think I know what I was talking about. And maybe I don't, you know, but I think I know a little bit. And I tweeted that. But see, then there was somebody who is more connected to me and who is more of an insider and who doesn't dabble in like, you know, sometimes I dabble in rumors a little bit. I don't I don't push rumors, but I'll talk about rumors and I'll talk about the things that I see on the Twitter sphere. And, I, you know, I, I ain't going to run from that type of stuff. But then there's some people who are just straight business, right? Just straight. Get to the point straight. Like we're not going to mess around with the garbage and we're not going to mess around with rumors and emojis and kids, Twitters and X, Y, Z. One of those people is Jody Dimlin. See, Jody, he's about business. Jody, it be on the sidelines. Jody's a sideline reporter. Jody does a lot of good things. And you can hear him right here on 93.9 throughout the week. But see, then Jody tweeted on top of Tyler Van Dyke's tweet, Tyler Van Dyke's official tweet entering the transfer portal. This was Jody Dimling's tweet. It says, Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is in the portal. Louisville will be looking for a quarterback from the portal. He's one to keep an eye on forward. This is coming from Jody Dimling. Remember, he doesn't deal with BS. You know, that's me. He leaves that to folks like me. <laughs> I deal with the BS sometimes, you know? And then I had to put it out there. Now that Jody has say it, said it, do you guys believe me now? And Jody's post was seen over 120,000 times, by the way. And I got, and once again, I'm not one for many sources. I don't have many sources, but I told you a few folks like to talk to me from time to time. And I don't do a lot of talking back. I just have an open ear. You know what I'm saying? I'm just someone that they can come and confide in if they just want to pass along some information. And these aren't just soup sandwiches. Like these aren't just mojos and, and um, blowhos and, and dudes that don't know what the heck they're talking about. No, 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 no. I ain't going to come out here and say anything from somebody who don't know what the hell they're talking about. I can just come out here and say something that I don't know what I'm talking about. about. I, I ain't no point in doing that. These are people that actually know what the heck is going on. These are people that are, no, what the heck is going on? Let me just put it like that. So I felt kind of vindicated a little bit. <laughs> and what some of those people who know what the heck is going on also told me, they confirmed to me something that I already kind of figured would happen, but they did confirm to me that Louisville will take a transfer portal quarterback. Jody said it. He already tweeted it out that they're going to. 
but I'm here to kind of stamp it. Mm, that's me stamping it. <laughs> they are going to take a quarterback, a veteran grad type of transfer vet out of the portal. That's happening. Now, some of you may ask, well, what about Pierce Clarkson? And what about Brady Allen? And what about this super loaded quarterback room? Brock Doman has graduated, by the way. Don't forget it. Jack Plummer's gone as well. And I'm just not a Harrison Bailey guy. I just put it out there. Do I want Harrison Bailey starting from our University of Louisville football team? No. Harrison Bailey couldn't cut it at Tennessee. He couldn't cut it at UNLV. I don't think he can cut it at Louisville. That's just me. I could be totally wrong. And Harrison can come out and light it up and, and prove me totally wrong. I just don't think he's the guy. So we're going to talk about the two young guys, specifically about Pierce. Because most of you guys have like this emotional attachment. Me too. <laughs> me included. To Pierce Clarkson because he was the prize recruit. Of the 2023 class, he kind of like helped mold the class. He kind of helped recruit guys. He, he doesn't seem to be out of. He seems to be totally bought in, even after the coaching change to the University of Louisville. Here's what I'll say about Pierce. I put it out there on my Twitter, once again, at JLIT7, and I'll put it out here to you guys. I said this midweek. I said, and I was told this too. I was also told this. Coach Brom is going to play the most talented guy. He is never going to stop adding to his quarterback room. Every single year, you are going to see at least one, but more than likely two quarterbacks coming into Louisville every single year. This is the same guy that had nine quarterbacks in the room last year. The same guy that played nine quarterbacks in one game last year. Every single year, one to two quarterbacks are coming into Louisville. Deuce Adams is committed for the 24 class. He's coming in next year. They already have a commit in the 25 class, Mr. Mims. Like, quarterbacks are always going to come in. It's always going to be at least one high schooler and one freshman. And here's the thing. The best guy for the job is always going to play. Coach Brom doesn't discriminate. (laughs) He is not... Of that Rick Pitino line of thinking where freshmen got to earn. I mean, yeah, you got to earn it, but freshmen don't play no matter what. No, those days are over. If you're the best dog in the kennel and you can get us the wins, you're going to play. It doesn't matter if you're an 18-year-old freshman, a 19-year-old redshirt freshman, or true sophomore, a 20-year-old redshirt sophomore, true junior, whatever. It doesn't matter. The best guy will play. And with saying that, Pierce Clarkson will have every opportunity to win the job, no matter if there is a transfer quarterback in there or not. Because guess what? The best player is going to play, and technically Pierce is going to have the advantage over the older guy because he's already been in the system. Pierce has been in the system since spring of last year. Spring, or since the spring, rather. This because uh, Pierce was an early enrollee, so he's been in school at Louisville since January. He's been in the system since then, and by the time the new guy comes in, this I don't know, this this uh, spring, Pierce will literally have a full regular season, a full spring. Knows the plays, knows the coaches, knows the style of play, knows exactly what his coach wants from his quarterback. He will have the clear advantage. The only thing he won't have is the experience. And so he will have every single chance, every single opportunity to win the job. Brom doesn't care. You know how I can show you? Because Aiden O'Connell started off as a sixth string walk-on quarterback at Purdue. By the time his career was over, he had blossomed into a starter that led them to the Big Ten Championship, got himself drafted, and now he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know for how much longer, but he is one. Hell, he took the current starting quarterback of Louisville, Jack Plummer's job. Jack didn't come to Purdue as a walk-on. Jack was a, a, a scholarship player from Arizona. Aiden O'Connell took his job after starting off as a walk-on. So Brom is going to play the best young man. And if that is Pierce Clarkson, no matter who the transfer is going to be, because there's going to be one, if that is Pierce Clarkson, he will get first-team reps. He will be the QB1 in 2024. But if it's not, it could very well be one of these transfer portal quarterbacks. Now, the thing about the transfer portal is that Louisville, whether you want it to be or not, just go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Louisville is going to be 
a transfer portal hotbed. Let me repeat. Louisville is going to be a transfer portal hotbed. Why, Jeff? Well, just look at what they did with their transfers this year. Almost every single impact player on Louisville's roster for the 2023 season was a transfer. Think of the ones who weren't. There weren't very many. You got Ashton Gelati, led the team in sacks. He was recruited, developed, homegrown Louisville guy. Ramon Perrier was a former walk-on. Des Tell, recruited, developed, homegrown, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the system through, multi, through a coaching staff change. Start looking around, it's starting to get thin. Michael Gonzalez, Austin Collins, those two as well. But just about everybody else. Jack Plummer transfer, Jawar Jordan transfer, Isaac Arendo transfer, Jamari Thrash transfer, Kevin Coleman transfer, Amari Huggins-Bruce, okay, he was already here. Go over to defense, Cam Kelly, Devin Neal transfer, Cam Kelly, North Carolina, Devin Neal, Baylor, Quincy Riley, Middle Tennessee State, Jarvis Brownlee, Florida State, Stephen Heron, Stanford, Jeffrey Clark, Georgia State, or Juco, one of them. It's a transfer. The two linebackers, okay, recruited, developed, stayed through the coaching staff. Everybody else were transfers. And so I'm saying that to say transfers are going to be looking at this place because this will now be a transfer hotbed because they're like, yo, I just seen what those guys did and I think I'm better than him. I would look good in that system. I can do a lot of those things. A lot of those same things. I feel like I can do very well and I can make happen and I would look good. Ooh, you see them icy whites. We weren't in ICC championship game. Hey, I'd look real good in them icy whites with them Adidas, uh, Adi zero cleats. There's folks across the country. And here's the thing. They're calling. Our staff, we ain't even got to make the call. Those guys are calling us. Jawar Jordan tweeted on on Thursday. He tweeted, quote, and I quote, this is a tweet from Jawar Jordan at 507 on November 30th on Thursday. An old friend coming to the Ville with the eyeball emojis. Stay tuned. This is what the young man tweeted. And then somebody said, ain't no way. And then he put eyeballs reunion. Because people want to be here. They see the success. They see the fun. They see the brand of football. They see the style of play. And they want to be a part of it. Y'all remember when Pierce Clarkson put them tweets? Him, his dad, Zach, who's a big NIL guy, Coach Hova. Saying we getting the band back together, the three amigos, the tri- the trio. They were referencing DeAndre Moore at Texas, who was once committed to Louisville, and Reuben Owen at Texas A&M, who was once committed to Louisville. Well, DeAndre Moore, he didn't get no PT at Texas. And I'm looking at our receiving core. I think we could use a guy like DeAndre Moore. Reuben Owen got a whole lot of PT at Texas A&M, but guess what they did? They fired his coach. And his offensive coordinator is now the OC at Arkansas. Reuben Owen was like the most productive freshman running back in the country. Well, last I checked, we're losing two running backs. <laughs> Isaac Garendo participated in senior day activities. And Jawar Jordan also participated and is already committed to the East-West uh, game, all-star game. He's already committed to a postseason all-star game. I think we could use a running back. Or two. (laughs) So all I'm saying is the transfer portal officially opens up Monday. Just know that the Louisville Cardinals not only will be very, very active, but will be a hotbed landing spot for some of the best players in the portal in the entire country. That's something to be excited about. We got to take one more break. When I come back, I'm going to put a wrap up on the ACC championship game coverage, and I have to touch on. Louisville basketball. You're listening to the Victor Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. The deep threes. Feeling it, shoots it, and got it! Oh, my! The throwdowns. On the attack, and the dunk! And fouled! 
thrilling victories. Everybody's getting a little fun. What a night at the KFC Yum Center. Catch UofL healthcare coverage of Cardinals basketball. Throws back door. Locked up. On the Louisville Cardinals Sports Network from Learfield. Yeah. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. You can give it to your girl, or share with a squirrel, buy what a case, a porny face. L.A., the soft drink of tomorrow, L.A., a new kind of taste. L.A., the soft drink of tomorrow, L.A., it's from another place. Crisp, clean, L.A. Hey, Cards fans, get your elves up. Liquor Barn is here for your game watch party as the Cards travel to Charlotte to take on the Florida State Seminoles and the ACC Championship. Louisville's looking to put a trophy in its case versus FSU, but they'll need a great game plan to get through that tough defense from the Knowles. For fans, there's no better game plan for Saturday than when you stock up with Liquor Barn. Place an order for pickup or delivery. Download the Liquor Barn app, visit liquorbarn.com, or just call your local Liquor Barn store. Shop Kentucky's favorite spirits, wine, and beer store online, and you'll have more time for the Cards. Liquor Barn, Kentucky, let's go to celebrate life. Go Cards! Cards beat Florida State. It all pressured sack comes down. Guns it down the middle. Up in the air. Intercepted. To this. Garendo. Touchdown Cardinals. It's the ACC Championship game. They pressure and they dump him inside the 15-yard line. Join us Saturday. The Cards battle the Knowles in Charlotte. The Alex R. White Lawyers coverage of Cardinal football begins at 6.30 on your home for Louisville football. Here's what you missed on The Drive with Mark Ennis. I think they are invested in it and have the right people in charge that as long as Jeff's here, I would say like over a 10-year period, I think they can make a 12-team playoff twice. Does that seem reasonable? It does. It does. And as far as expectations, that's what you want. Your expectations should exceed even what the fan base wants. Seeing what Coach Brom has brought, like he wants that. Weekdays, 3 to 6 on 93.9 The Ville. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everybody, to the Victory Formation Sports Show. I am your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr., right here on 93.9 The Ville. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at jlightsey7, especially on the X, a.k.a. Twitter, as we have a lot of fun over there, post a lot of good stuff. And one of the things that we had a ton of fun with on Twitter this week, well, some of us had some fun with it. Some of us were sick to our stomach after our Louisville basketball team, who's in action tomorrow against the men's basketball team. That is the women's basketball team took care of business against Ole Miss this week. Shout out to Coach Jeff Walls and the ladies with a top 25 win this week. Got to mention that. Can't just leave that out. But the men's basketball team uh, took on what some people are now calling our crosstown rivals. Never thought I'd say that. Our crosstown rivals the Bellarmine Knights and shout out to coach Scott Davenport and the Bellarmine Knights because they led by five points at halftime and they played a valiant hard fought game without their best player and coming off just a crazy, all these crazy road trips they've taken all season to Washington and to West Virginia and to, you know, some of these cross country road trips and they still have BYU and Utah on the schedule and they gave Louisville all they could handle all they could handle in a 73-68 win uh, for Louisville. And I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. Yes, there are positives to take away. Yes, there is some good. They, they are looking more like a competent basketball team. But see, here also is the problem. They just look like a competent basketball team. 
See, when you're playing a team like Bellarmine, whose athletic budget, I'm assuming, is like a third of Louisville's, it shouldn't be the fact that we're praising competent basketball. No, 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 no. Well, some of y'all say, well, Jeff, this Bellarmine team took you, uh, Chattanooga to the wire. Yeah, Chattanooga. Well, Jeff, this Bellarmine team played West Virginia uh, to a close game. So now we're using our standards as to West Virginia. See, here's the thing about me. You can say this is negative talk and this isn't right and this isn't fair to Coach Kenny Payne or whoever. No, because I told you guys before the season, my expectations for this season does not change just because they were horrible last year. They don't change at all. So you can't convince me otherwise. You cannot convince me otherwise. You cannot force me. You can't force feed me and pretend like this is good basketball. You can't force feed me and pretend like this is more than what it is. You can't force feed me and tell me and act like all is gravy because my standards don't change. I told you guys, I came on this here platform and said, you know, and I went on James Strebel's show. Shout out to James Strebel and said, Yo, what are your expectations? I still want to be a tournament team because after year one, if we would have won 15 games, guess what I would have said? I expect it to be a tournament team. After year ones, whether it's 15 or four wins, it don't matter. Year two, I still expect the same thing. At Louisville, our standard doesn't change. And so we cannot just be okay with competent basketball. We cannot just be okay with a, what, a five-point win over a Bellarmine team that was without its best player. This isn't the same Bellarmine team that played West Virginia. This isn't the same Bellarmine team that played Chattanooga. Their best player wasn't playing. He got hurt in that game. He didn't play at all, and his team had 20 points at halftime. Come on, man. Don't sell me chicken-ish and tell me that it's chicken salad. I know what it is. It's not good. Is it getting better? Sure. But it's hard to be worse. (laughs) It's hard to be worse. And then the tights thing. Ooh, okay. We got to talk about tight gate. Because tight gate took on a life of its own. I don't need to play the sound because you've heard it a thousand times already. It's Saturday. It's happening on Wednesday. Tight gate. Tight gate, tight gate, tight gate. Here's here's my thing on that. Should Kenny have said it? No. Shouldn't have said it. (laughs) Like point blank period. He shouldn't have came out there and said it. He even admitted that he shouldn't have said it. He came out and said, I probably shouldn't say this. (laughs) He said it. And he shouldn't have. And here's the thing. Things that are cute when you're winning are annoying as hell when you're losing. Or or annoying as hell when you're barely beating Bellarmine without their best player. Or annoying as hell when you don't look as good in New York. As you do, you don't look as good at home as you did in New York. Those things aren't funny anymore. And that just is what it is. Say it's fair, unfair, they won the game. Yeah. But I also know what I'm watching. And I know the product that I'm watching on the court will not work against better teams. Bellarmine is a team and a program that's playing with both arms tied behind their back because they can't go to the tournament. They're handicapped severely. Because they can't go to the tournament. And so therefore, eking out a five-point win over Bellarmine and eking out a win over New Mexico State isn't something I'm going to jump for joy about. No, I never will. Because this is Louisville. This is still Louisville. Whether whether we want to pretend like this ain't Louisville or not, no, this is Louisville. And at Louisville, we don't accept eking out victories over teams like New Mexico State and eking out victories over Bellarmine without their best player. So you got to show me something against Virginia Tech. You got to show me something in your first true, not neutral site, but true road game on the road conference team against Virginia Tech. Show me something. Make me a believer. Because guess what? I want to be a believer. Unlike some folks, and I've talked about it, unlike some folks who don't want to believe, I want to believe. I want to become a believer. I see that there's talent out there on the court. Tyler Johnson is a player. The tight thing, get him his damn tights. (laughs) Whatever the hell type of tights that young man needs, get it to him. Get Please, please get it to him. Caleb Caleb Glenn is a player. Play him more than 12 minutes. 
Scott Clark is better off the ball with Ty Lar. Let, let's, let's put it all together and let's be consistent. I need consistent play, not just in spurts, not just cutting it on when you need to against inferior opponents. No, show me for 40 minutes that you are the Louisville Cardinals. Show me for 40 minutes that you can do what I expected you to do in year two. And then we're going to be Gucci because at the end of the day, I'm a fan. Whether it sounds like I am or not, I am a fan. This is my team. This team, <laughs> and I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. This team, as bad as it sounds, and my woman think I'm crazy, it affects my mood. <laughs> like this team can ruin a day for me. This program can give me the highest of highs when it comes to euphoria, but it also can ruin a damn day. <laughs> and that, those are just the facts. Those are just the facts. I have no reason to lie to you guys. Nonetheless, we're four and three on the year. We've matched our win total from last year, which ain't saying much, but we have. (laughs) And I need to see more from this team. I need to see the team that went up there to New York outside of forgetting how to play against the zone. I need to see that level of effort, that level of camaraderie, that level of teamwork, and that level of passion out there on the court for a full 40 minutes. For a full 40 minutes. We got to wrap things up on our ACC championship game because we've got a big football game because basketball's tomorrow. And I'll rant about basketball some more next week. But tonight, tonight at 8 p.m., Louisville, Florida State, the ACC championship game on the line. It is time to etch your name in history, Louisville. It is time to etch your name in history, Jeff Brom. It is time to etch your name in history. The city is behind you. We are there in Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. It is a Louisville takeover because we are there to see our Cardinals win their first ever ACC championship game. Florida State, I don't want a few before. Move out the way. Tate Rodemaker or whatever the young man's name is, Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, I'm sorry, but we're here to play spoiler. You will not be going to the college football playoff, period. It's not happening because Jack Plummer, Jawar Jordan, Isaac Garendo, Quincy Riley, Ashton Gelati, uh, Jamari Thrash, they're coming to play. And the Louisville Cardinals, Amari Huggins-Bruce, Kevin Coleman, Jarvis Brownlee, Cam Kelly, Devin Neal, all of these guys, they're showing up because that's the thing about Louisville. You can say what you want about the cards. Every single game, they're prepared. Every single game they show up, they have led in every single game this year. Pittsburgh, they were winning at halftime. People say, oh, they didn't show up against Pittsburgh. They didn't show up against UK. BS, did you watch the game? Both games they were winning at halftime. Louisville has led in every single game this year. So that what does that tell me? That tells me that this team is well prepared. This tells me that this team is well coached. And this tells me that the team shows up to every game. They might not be there by the end of it, Kentucky, Pittsburgh, but they show up ready to play each and every single week. And I expect no different in this game against Florida State. And that's why I think the Cards win 31 to 24 to bring back to the city their first ever ACC championship game. That is my prediction because we show up to every single game. We are disappointed about what happened last week. We're trying to wash that nasty, ugh, nasty, disgusting taste out of our mouth. And we win this game 31 to 24, one, by not turning the ball over, two, by really tackling and having the defense that we saw earlier this year resurrect and show up to the party down in Charlotte. Defense, our defense will decide to travel. Jack Plummer will make timely plays, and we will win this game against Florida State. That's just how I see it. Let me know what you think. That's all the time that I have. My name is Jeff Lightsey Jr. This is the Victor Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 of The Ville for executive producer James Black. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for tuning in each and every single Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And we will see you next time. Peace.
Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at UPSJobsKY.com. That's UPSJobsKY.com. 